the 32nd episode of the NL Feast podcast, your favorite podcast about your favorite division in baseball. My name is Sam Clark, and with me as always, the carnage to my venom, Brandon Gross. I'm Woody Harrelson, the serial killer from the new <laughs> Venom movie. We're not sponsored by the Venom movie, but you know what? If you have AMC stubs, go see Venom. We love Venom. Go see Venom. Well, yeah, we. Uh, I. That's what I did today. I think I. I, I was talking to you about it mm-hmm. a little bit before we recorded, but I. Uh, I have AMC stubs, so I feel an obligation to see as many of movies as possible. And the first Venom was like uh, a, a, a fine fine movie wasn't like you know you're getting what you're expected it's a blockbuster it's not a lot of uh not a lot of great writing or directing but it's just kind of big and actiony this one was the most chaotic movie i have ever seen in my entire life i went alone <laughs> at 6 30 miranda very understandably didn't want to go with me couldn't get a friend to go with me so i was like <laughs> fuck it i'll go to manhattan i'll see a movie that i that no one else will want to see Get it out of the way. And uh, could have made some better decisions, Brandon. Definitely could have done some better decisions. So you asked, how many people did you ask? I asked three people. I asked uh, Miranda, I asked my roommate, Michael, and then I asked my good friend. And Nate. was it more that they didn't want to see Venom, or would, did they have other obligations? Mm, so it's unclear. Miranda was thrifting, and so I was like, if you come home, or we can meet at the theater or something, and she was like, ah, it's okay, you can go see it on your own. So Miranda probably not having other plans. Mm-hmm. Michael definitely didn't have other plans. I live with him, and I know what he does. He did not. He just decided he did not want to see Venom. And Nate claims he had other plans. Hold on. I can just read the direct text. Nate said, I can't make it. Thanks for the invite, though. So, you know, really hard to say. I, if I had to guess, uh, he just didn't want to go see Venom. <laughs> now, d- at any point, did you think, hey, you know, it's me. It's not Venom. Hmm. No, I knew it was Venom the whole time. (laughs) The whole time. Um, It was. I also, for whatever reason, as a kid, liked Venom, and and the idea of Carnage was like a very creepy, cool thing to me as a kid. Which is weird because I hated horror movies, and he's like as close to a horror character as there is in like the Spider-Man adjacent Mm -hmm. universe. Um, So weird that I weird that I had like a kind of an interest in it. But yeah, so I kind of just gave it another shot. I don't know. I think I'm I think I'm gonna solo movie again tomorrow because I have off work. It's it's election day here, so I'm gonna go vote in the morning, and then I have nothing to do all day. I'm gonna go see the new Bond movie. I think tomorrow. See, that's exciting. I haven't seen it yet because the two hour forty five runtime spooks me. You know, I can't do it. Have you seen all the other uh, Daniel Craig Bonds? Yeah, Yeah. So out of all like the big franchises, Star Wars. I don't know, Indiana Jones, the Marvel crap. Uh, Bond is the one that I kind of do enjoy going to see every few years that it comes out. I feel like that makes sense. Bond also like is a thing that we grew up in a, a pretty interesting Bond time where we were, we got the video game introduced to us mm-hmm. as kids. You're not a gamer famously, but I'm sure you still played gold, the N64 gold member? No, that's, that's Golden Austin Powers. Eye, Golden Eye. <laughs> that's Austin Powers. Uh. Yeah, you're saying, oh, yeah, the one with Fat Bastard in it. <laughs> no, Brandon, wrong. No. The, you know, that video game probably exists. I am almost certain it does. Should I Google it or should I focus on the podcast that I've committed to doing? What do you think? We have ADD in this pod, so we're going to Google it. We do it. Yeah, we're actually going to Google it. So Austin Powers video. It's awesome. I am so committed to the podcast. When I put in Austin, Austin Riley pops up, Brandon. What do you think of that? Yeah, we only Google baseball players. When I look in maximum effort, Max Freed comes up. I don't know why I'm Googling Dude, maximum effort. I don't know what that was, but you know. Yeah, very strange what you're Googling maximum effort. Maybe that's like a, that sounds like a snowboarding video. Game, yeah. so maybe that's what you're doing. <laughs> okay. Um, I saw that there is, in fact, an Austin Powers video game, and you'll never guess what it's called. It's one of his many like uh, famous lines. But it's the least likely one you would imagine to be for a video game. I'll give you one guess. Okay. It's called yeah, one shot. It's Austin Powers, and then the the quote, the famous. It's called Austin Powers. Quote. Yeah, baby, video game. No, no, but it is. It's it's more sexual than that, which is very strange. It's Austin Powers. Oh, behave. Oh, that is like a a, a C list Austin Powers <laughs> quote. <laughs> it's a. It's like you know that it exists, but it came out in September September of two thousand. And it was on the Game Boy Color. So, very strange, honestly. I feel, it looks like it's just a bunch of mini movies. I feel like now how every movie or TV show needs to have like an active Twitter account is sort of how back in the day every every That's single so movie or TV show needed to have a video game. Because I had so the funny. Bug's Life video game. I had the, wow, I, I had brag. the Peter Jackson, uh, plan, uh, not Planet of the Apes, uh, uh, King Kong Video game. Yes. Do you remember? There was like a very famous. Well, I don't know how very famous. Famous in the nerd nerd culture that uh, there is that movie with Vin Diesel, Chronicles of Riddick, a famously awful movie, but the video game adaptation of the movie was like a revered video game. Isn't that so strange? Really, I remember the movie. I don't know the video game. 
I don't either. It was like an Xbox exclusive for the original Xbox, and it was just always got really high reviews for some reason. I never played it. It always interested me, but I was just I didn't have an Xbox growing up as a kid. I had to go to other people's houses to play the the original Xbox. I did end up getting an Xbox 360, but um, so I was I was unable to to really check it out. Maybe this is maybe we'll do it for an off season. We'll make you play an entire video game for an off season. <laughs> hey, we're struggling episode. when there's actual baseball going on. So let's see how it Listen, is. Uh... It's been a week, Brandon. Famously, I feel like uh, on the bingo card of the NL Feast podcast, you can just be like, did they watch baseball? No, is the one right above <laughs> it, which is not true. We watched baseball. Did we have time to prepare for the podcast to appropriately talk about baseball? No. I'll, That's a different question. I like the bingo card thing. That was like, this wasn't on my 2020 bingo card. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's definitely like neolib Twitter humor for sure. <laughs> Um, yeah, I, uh, I just immediately struggled to think of anything else, but I'm trying to think what else I did this week. Um, kind of ha- hung out. It was, uh, oh, it was one of my, one of my best friend, Danny's 30th birthday. So he's uh, a we Halloween did like baby? A, it was a how ha- he's a how ha- well, not exactly. His real birthday, I think was on Wednesday. Um, but we celebrated his birthday party on Saturday and I sent you pictures and you knew what I was going to dress up as. Um, and that was Justin Timberlake and Britney Spears in their famous VMAs all denim outfit. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, really going for a party. reference for 20 years ago. <laughs> well, you guys did great. <laughs> we did great. Listen, I, and I had to constantly give credit to Miranda because I did absolutely nothing. I borrowed jeans from my roommate, Austin. I wore shoes I owned you, and I wore a denim jacket I owned. You have jeans? I'm in a weird no jeans spot right now. I'm in a weird how no do you, jeans spot. How does one do that in the fall winter time? I've been wearing chinos. I have like a pair of gray chinos oh, and a pair of khaki chinos. That's more of a summer. Like, you got to transition to the jeans, right? I need to go to I need to go to Everland and buy some new jeans for sure. I'm also just like, no, I went up a pant size and I don't want to have to go buy jeans because I'm incredibly optimistic that I will slim back down to my 32 size waist when I know I'm going to be a 34. So, um, we're in the same exact boat right now. You know this? Well, hell yeah. Because I'm a 32 waist. <laughs> And my jeans, they're fine. They're fitting me. But for some reason, all of my zippers are just like falling at all times. Hmm. Okay. And I feel like that's a side effect of the jeans being too tight, right? Too tight. Yes, absolutely. Um, I don't know why that is, though. I had to, I did have a pair of black pants, but as we both big fashionistas, Brandon, know that mm-hmm. the tighter pants are, are falling out of fashion a little bit. And I put on enough weight that these were about as, these were like Hot Topic 2009 pants by the time that I was uh, <laughs> squeezing into them. Just like, you could see everything. Didn't leave a lot left for the imagination. You know what I mean? See, I, I um, still like, I still like a jean. I'm, 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 like I, a I, I like a, excuse me, I like a, a tighter fit jean. I'm, I'm not going to, you know, this, maybe this is my members only jacket, but I'm going to live and die by it <laughs> and screw you, uh, Gen Z. All right. We're not going to do baggy pants. I'm not going to look like limp biscuit here. I'm not doing the full bag. It really seems like the full baggy pants is like what the zoomers are pushing for. Like the, yeah, like the, the late nineties baggy jeans, but I do just want something a little, a little looser. I don't, these were, I'm Brandon. When I say these were skin tight, these were skin tight. Like I was on vacation with my family. I famously recorded a podcast on that vacation, um, and I was walking around uh, North Florida in these pants being like, this, I can't wear these again. This is embarrassing. Like, I'm very self-conscious of how I looked in these. It was like complaining to Miranda the whole time that I felt gross and fat. Um, so, yeah, that's kind of that's kind of the reason. But I do need to buy new jeans. My parents come into town in a couple weeks, so I need to be prepared for that. Going to a mom jeans concert in a couple weeks, too. So you need to wear jeans to a mom jeans concert. Oh, you got to wear the tight jeans. I got to be like, I got to see your tight jeans in the audience. Yes. Brandon, you haven't listened to mom jeans. They're not that pop I don't know at all. (laughs) I just assumed. I'm sorry. That's a listen. That's a safe assumption. In a, in, in a Sam Clark world, there's a lot of bands that sing about like tonight and can't wait to leave this city and all that shit. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? All the pop punk cliches. <laughs> so Mom Jeans does um, not have the, the that terminology in there. Not that terminologies do have their own cliches though. They are for sure cliched in their own ways, but it's like midwestern twinkly emo mm-hmm. that kind of stuff. Um, more 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 on that side of things. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Sure. Well, so. have fun. Wear your tight jeans. I, you know, I was actually at a concert uh, this past Wednesday. A friend of the oh? pods concert. I saw the oh? I saw the Strokes. Dude, no way! I did. I, you have definitely been telling me about this for weeks, but I'm excited to hear how it how it how it went. How'd it go? Uh, it was good. Uh, so it was at my first time at the forum. Um, okay. Had you have you gone to the forum in LA? No, I went to the bowl, but I never went to the forum. Okay, yeah. So it was my first time there. Right next to the new SoFi Stadium it was the first time I got that close to that stadium. That stadium looks wow. insane. That's um, the new Chargers stadium? New Chargers Rams and Rams, stadium. I guess both, right? They're both yes. there. Okay. I don't know if they're sharing or not. I thought they are, right? I should know that, and I don't know that. Yeah, so. I don't, yeah you're asking the wrong guy. I assume, though. I, I feel like they wouldn't be like, 
charge i mean they might be like chargers you play at the soccer stadium still and you yeah know. you're still yeah you're still a little brother of the the city uh, but yeah forum was cool i mean it was very like classic uh classic arena show that's where the lakers used to play right the lakers did yes gotcha yes yeah it's a very basketball arena but so the show was great uh you know we were stage left and it was pretty it was pretty high up um okay and uh it was uh always the band always uh we caught like oh yeah a song yeah, of, yeah, yeah. and then king princess not familiar king princess is like more like it's more like gen z i would say like kind of pop okay um yeah and uh yeah she was great too but the audience was it's too much of a generational difference i think because yeah, the audience that's like was it was yeah. clearly just looking at her like no interaction <laughs> and then um but yeah we were high up like i could touch the ceiling of the forum and these were tickets by the way that i did not buy these are tickets that when i was still worked at a radio station in la i this is right before covid i got tickets to the show dude that's so awesome anyway julian casablanca comes on by the way they sounded great sound just like the record this man has the worst stage banter of all time <laughs> hands down there's no worse stage banter i've ever seen for a lead singer the, what's he doing give so me the example. first thing he said was that they did 1251 the the uh, a song from their second record um yes. and he looks at albert the guitar player and he goes mm-hmm. oh dyslexia <laughs> he just says dyslexia okay. and then he's like oh i was making fun of albert because uh he messed up 1251 Oh my god. Okay. Throw your man under the bus um, and also say something completely nonsensical. Nonsensical <laughs> opens time. up the show. Uh <laughs> he also mentions at one point that he's like, "Hey, you know how uh, how New York has the Statue of Liberty? It's it's lit up at night. LA, you've got the Hollywood sign. You guys got to light that thing up." Okay? <laughs> and then okay. My favorite right. one, which is baseball, which is NL feast related. He talked baseball. Let's go. So you know he has yes, that song go. called Ode to the Mets cuz he's uh-huh. no Noted, a big so, Mets fan, as you saw him in left field at a game in August, I think. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Voids, that's a Void song, though, not a Stroke no, song. No, a Stroke right? song. It is? Yeah. Okay, never mind. Um, you don't know shit, bro, okay? <laughs> I'm, I'm uh, yeah, I have checked, I've, I've checked out. You don't know the where albums. the Chargers play, and you don't know the Strokes. <laughs> you know I Googled it while you were talking, Brandon, they both played so fast. Okay, good, right. we learned. Yeah. Um, anyway, so he, he plays Ode to the Mets, surprisingly... People like that song. I was very surprised by it because it's a slower stroke song. Mm-hmm. But uh, he, Julian goes, uh, he goes, any Mets fans here? And then like <laughs> me and three other people were like, yeah, well, we're in Los Angeles. And um, There's a loud woo from the, somebody <laughs> touching the ceiling of me. the forum. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I'm like, Miguel Castro. That's his favorite player. Um, and then he's like, Dodgers, rest in peace. And wow, and then Shots he got fired. like weird booze, and then he he mum uh, he mumbles something about the Braves. Keep in mind, fifty okay. percent of the time I cannot hear him or understand him. And Makes then sense. he goes, "Yeah, the Braves are cool. Uh, that chop's kind of weird, though." <laughs> okay, get a little political. Yeah, I guess. but like vaguely, like one foot in, one foot out, political. Not uh, yeah, not committing to a take. With that being said, it was a great show. When I okay, when I left, yeah. I saw the artist Ariel Pink hanging out by security, and if ooh uh, famed Trump fan, famed canceled uh, indie L.A. indie rock artist was just hanging out January with the uh, <laughs> with the local security guards uh, outside. Wow, he was like, you know, I'm a Blue Lives Matter kind of guy. Yeah, they're like, <laughs> we get bill. paid twelve an hour as uh, security <laughs> guards at the forum. Um, but yeah, that's awesome though, dude. That's great. That's like an all time band. You let's like uh, try to see them at least once. Uh, the band for us. Yeah, right? you, you know, I prefer the more intimate shows. I realize like I was at, you're just not as in it unless you're at sitting yeah. in GA. I think in, at an arena show. But it was fun. And you were just. I said you were just you were gone on mushrooms the whole time too, right, Brandon? <laughs> <Dude>, Blasted. <laughs> I bought it from a guy outside, and he's like, "I'm Ariel Pink." I'm like, "Whatever." Um, <laughs> But yeah, no. No, br- yeah. Br- <laughs> the last person on earth I would ever expect to do any sort of hallucinogenics is Brandon. <laughs> Brandon, sorry, I don't mean to. I feel like there's uh, been a handful of times where I'm like, Brandon's not cool at all. Don't worry, guys. Well, it's funny because you're all, you also don't really do drugs. Yes, so. that's true. Also, yeah, also not a drugs guy either. So it's one guy that's like <laughs> sm- smoked weed a handful of times versus another guy who's looked at weed twice. It's like the two nerds in the AV club and the other one, you're like, you don't even know Star Wars New Hope. I'm like, what the fuck? What are you talking about? I just watched about? it three less times than you did. Yeah, I uh, I still know it's a it's a honestly as far as like does that movie age well? 
it's kind of the slowest, most boring of those older Star Wars movies. Actually, like, I don't even know which third, one that is. I just said that. A New Hope's the very first one, okay, the gotcha. 70s one. Okay. And then it goes Empire Strikes Back, which seems to be the consensus fave. And then it goes Return of the Jedi. Um, and yeah, just uh, Return of the Jedi was my favorite as a kid. But in hindsight, it's the most blockbustery one. And Empire Strikes Back is the most interesting one from like characters, plot. And action. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Don't know why I felt like starting to give you my original three Star Wars takes. but here I got we are. nothing to add to that. The only thing... I just remember the the uh, anti-Semitic banker guy from from the uh, the 2000s one. The one that's like... No way. He's like Watu or something like that. And he's Is like... Is he the guy who says one quarter portion? Probably. That him? sounds about right. He's just all about money and being greedy. And, <laughs> and, mm-hmm. and they give him a big old hook nose. And I'm like, this is an anti-Semitic trope that you did, George Lucas. Same, same, yeah, same like... one as, as Jar Jar. Same. And yes. Yeah. He's just like accidentally offending everybody mm-hmm. uh, or intent. No, I don't think it's with intent, but that's like the that's the Harry Potter goblins get a lot of because the goblins yep. are in charge of the bank in Harry Potter and are also <laughs> depicted in a very strange. Yeah. Physical, oh, it's uh, JK Rowling. So let's be real. Probably. Listen, she's just a turf, Brandon. OK, <laughs> she's a turf. But it's what is that? Do you, do you know what turf the acronym stands for? I don't know what it stands for, actually. Okay, I think it's trans exclusionary radical feminist. Mm. I think is what it is. Gotcha. So a uh, little lesson in, <laughs> in left surf and turf. Really There's something there. I don't know what what to There's do with something it. Something there, yeah. uh, Brandon. I do want to start debuting a segment on the show. We'll we'll eventually get to baseball okay. if you're tuning in for the first time. Also, why are you tuning into the first time at this yeah. point of the season? Uh, and you haven't shut you, it buddy. off yet. <laughs> um, I wanted to start doing a bad joke of the week because I debuted my uh, butter emails <laughs> joke. Remember that one? Yeah, of course. Yes, um, and then I have another one that's also Wait, the Gal like, Gadot one. No, that was another one, <laughs> okay. though, right? So I have a history of making yeah. bad jokes. Also, your confidence in me of being able to remember what I have or haven't said on the well, podcast. Well, I'm just more. Is, me, I'm more like just trying to be like, don't do it again. You know, I'm trying to. Yeah, no, 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 no. Understandable, though, frankly. Here. I think I've told everybody I lived outside of McDonald's about 40 times, and we've only been... This is the 30-second episode, so honestly, an <laughs> astonishing amount. Um, no, okay, are you ready for it? This is going to be Sam's bad joke of the week. Yeah. All right. What does leftist Trump say? I don't know. What does he say? You're canceled. Uh, <laughs> okay. Very good. Very good. When you fake laugh for my bad jokes, I need you to do it <laughs> one on time and two a little more convincingly, please. Come on. I think I'm going to stick character. to just like. Uh, that was pretty good. Yeah, that was pretty good. I think I'm just going to stick to like late night show. Jimmy Fallon, Stephen Colbert style, like anti-Trump humor. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but you, you got to do it, Leno sign. You got to go. You seen this? You got to do. Seen this? You see this? You see this Trump? This leftist Trump? You see what he said? Leno Mike Tyson, come on, let's bring it back. Leno Mike Tyson. So I got. I just also realized I painted myself into a corner here, where now I have to continue to write bad jokes. But guess what, Brandon? That's not hard for me at all. Not hard at all. <laughs> I like it. Let's fill out that off-season content. But you know, we still have baseball coming up. Uh, there's still baseball. Also. We do still have some baseball that we'll talk to. We'll get to it eventually, people. Don't worry. <laughs> Brandon, uh, what do you think? So I was I guess I should probably have talked to you about this, not on the show itself. But we, we have famously have decided we're going to do a power hour. We need to do it either this upcoming week. So in celebration of the end of the World Series or use next episode to talk about the end of the World Series and then do the power hour of the episode after that. Do you have a preference? And if so, what is it? Well, I propose to you, I also said we should maybe do it at the end of the year, because that'll probably be a very mm. quiet time for hot stove, and maybe there's going to be a, a, an impending strike, and there won't be any free agent action either. So I'm just Fair. proposing, but I'm also proposing this because I had a little too much wine at the party on Saturday, <laughs> and I don't know if I can if I can do a power hour next week. You're still, you're still, yeah, you're still recovering from that? <laughs> the, the I'm, okay. I'm okay today, but Sunday I was... Okay. Uh, I was, I was, you were struggling. I was struggling a bit. You had the, you had the wine mom headaches. <laughs> yes, I, yes, and I had, I had to take down all my signs from the kitchen that said "Wine Down Wednesday." You know, so. And then, yeah, you were, you had to just like suck it up so you could take the kids to the mall. Yeah. <laughs> All right, enough. Uh, yeah, no, I'm. Uh, I should have saved that for. I should have saved that for the bad joke segment yeah. last next week. I don't know what I was thinking. I I don't want to do it at the end of the year because I get what you're saying. We're going to be starved for content at that point. But I want this to be like a celebratory thing, okay. like a uh, baseball's over. What a great year we've had. That kind of thing. So I, I'm going to push back on that idea a little bit. Okay, go fuck yourself. You know. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm going to do it on the podcast, Brandon. We could have had a normal conversation about this, but I said no. Um, there was also. A chance that this would have been the last episode because as we know we're going to game six baby well, we're going back to houston you know if charlie morton 
if he didn't break his leg in game one, which I did that happen last week? It did happen last week, right? Did we talk about that last week? I don't know. I don't remember, actually. I mean, he did. He got hit with a... So, I don't think we did. No, it was I don't day think, after. I think that it was Tuesday, right? That was the day after, yep. yeah. Martin... Mor- oh, my God. I almost said Martin Morton got hit by a line drive. I don't even know who hit it. And it broke uh, his... I think it was Gurriel, fibula- right? Hit his fibula? Is that what it was? Yeah. And he then he pitched a an, an, uh, full inning right afterwards. And yeah. he struck and out struck three? struck out two guys. Struck out two dudes. Yeah. Amazing. Amazing. Insane. That's like superhuman shit. That's some venom shit. You know what I'm saying, Brandon? <laughs> I would say carnage even. That's um, true. He, he's deadly out there on the mound. One of the things about Venom that was was really funny <laughs> is that they played into this. I'm not done. They played into this like the them having almost like an antagonistic friendship, Venom and uh, Tom Hardy's character, Eddie yeah. Brock, I believe his name was. And there was a moment where he just took over like Brock's uh, uh, hands and made him write "dick" a thousand times on his laptop, and I thought that was pretty funny. <laughs> I like it. This is for the 13 year olds in us. Yeah. Oh, dude. Yes. And then Venom called somebody a pussy. That yeah. was funny. He called the dude from Veep a pussy. That's not a joke. That just is the thing that happened in the movie. Gotcha. <laughs> he was so drawing was, penises uh, in, in notebooks. It was very good. Yeah. He kept doing uh, uh, up dog. He kept asking people, yeah. uh, doesn't it smell like up dog in here? <laughs> he did that S from school that, you know, the. Oh, he did the surfer <laughs> the S. Surfer yeah. S. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. Venom turns out is just a 13 year old. Who would have guessed, Brandon? Um, but yeah, anyways, Morton, what a phenomenal, uh, I guess like comeback inning to then find out that he broke his leg and we found out in the middle of the game. So all of baseball Twitter is like going off about how Charlie Morton is like superhuman and being able to take care of uh, two dudes striking out two dudes with a broken leg. How many, so we've done that. How many times do you think you would need to, um, to get at bats to get a major league hit? How many times do you think you could ever get a strikeout? Wait, is this broken leg related? No, this is just like this man had a broken leg, struck out two people. How many with a fully healthy body attempts like at bats do you think you would need to be able to strike out a major league player? Oh, so I strike them out. Um, yeah, gotcha. Which I, I don't think we've asked this question before. I think we're normally like, oh, how many to how many at bats would you need to to get a hit off a to get a hit? Yes, pitcher? yes. Um, I don't think we could do it. I think it would be almost impossible, right? So Alex Jackson strikes out at a 50% rate. Alex Jackson, who was uh, traded for Adam Duvall, who hit a grand slam in the World Series. Um, yeah, Alex Jackson has strikes out at a 50% rate. I think if I had a thousand, like, a thousand completely independent opportunities to pitch to him, that I could strike him out at least once during that. Actually, game. hold that. Do you, you know how, like, Estudio and the Twins, how he'll pitch when there's, like, a blowout, and he'll always strike out a couple yeah. guys? I don't know. Sandy I mean, does, I know, obviously. Sandy Leon does the same thing. Yeah. And I think, uh, didn't Pablo Sandoval also do that with the Braves earlier this year? Yes, I think so. Um, I believe you're so right. So, yeah. So, I think of guys like that, which, I mean, obviously, they're bigger dudes, but they're still athletes. They're still on a major yes. league team. But they're also yes. throwing, like, just, like, loopy 50-mile-per-hour, you know, yeah, balls dude. that just drop in. So, it's like, I don't know. I mean, hitting's very difficult. So, I wonder if it's actually, you would have a better chance of striking someone out, uh, as a a non baseball player like us, than you would getting a hit. I think that think I that's true. Actually, right? I agree with you. I think you're right. I mean, strikeout rates are higher than bat batting averages. Yeah. Wouldn't you say? Isn't it like they're one one out of every three at bats is normally a strikeout on average or something around there? Yeah, but also I feel like I don't know if that that stat lines up because then you're only facing ninety plus mile per hour. You know what I mean? <laughs> that's true. But also remember when Anthony Rizzo pitched? Oh, that's a, that's a guy who came to mind this season. He pitched and struck somebody out. Yep. But also a so, monster athlete human. Also, yes. That's the thing is like we are nowhere near them. Brandon, did you see this Marcus Stroman poem, poem that was going around on Twitter? What? No. Oh, dude. Okay, <laughs> yeah. This? So somebody somebody dug up uh, an old Marcus Stroman middle school poem, and Marcus Stroman quote tweeted it um, and said some very funny stuff. And I was wondering if I could read the poem on the pod. I would love to hear that, yeah. Okay. So Ryan Stevens of Getting Dialed In, whatever that is, dialedinmen.com. I don't that like that. Like something I, yeah, I did not. Didn't, don't just. It's a sex hotline. You call it in. Get dialed in, boys. You can't just read a random like. Just can't. Yeah. yeah stream of consciousness. Read anything on a podcast <laughs> without, without vetting it first. So Ryan Stevens says, Major League Baseball pitcher at Stro wrote this extended metaphor poem when he was in seventh grade. Most elite at, elite athletes aren't just physically gifted. They've also honed a razor sharp mental mindset. No matter what it is, if you want to be great, you got to put it in the mental reps, too. And Marcus Stroman retweeted this. So are you ready for the poem? Mm-hmm. So this is for period one. Mr. or Mrs. Sullivan. There's no gender revealed here. Um, extended metaphor poem. 
I can promote and instill fear in others because they constantly know I am a threat. No matter what aspect of life, I control my outcome and destiny. My confidence is always at its maximum point so that I do not show weakness to my opponents. So first off, this is a, this is a third of the way through. An incredible amount of confidence for a seventh grader. I was scared to smile at somebody in seventh grade, and this guy is over here <laughs> writing metaphor poems about how he's like a lion, essentially. Um, all right, moving on. My strength is unmatchable because I constantly work hard. Good grind culture. My agility is untouchable because I am dedicated to being the best. My skills are undeniable because of the repetitive practice I undergo. My instincts are unattainable and help to give me an edge over my enemy. All right, this is where it gets crazy. I am a beast. <laughs> I will stop at nothing until I achieve greatness. I deserve the title of king of the jungle because of my ambition and will to succeed. To all those non-believers, I am a serious threat, which you will find out soon. I am a dot, dot, dot. What do you think? Killer. <laughs> the teacher wrote in red pen, lion, question mark. And it's like, yeah, he said, I, I deserve the title king of the jungle. I think that's a pretty straightforward. Uh, we know who he's supposed to be. But really interesting. I thought I didn't really have a place on the podcast to read that. S so I figured send I'd him just... to the principal's office. What the hell? <laughs> this is a little <laughs> sus. Yeah, it sounds whenever anybody says I am a beast, it's like they're uh, either playing Call of Duty and 14 years old or they should be checked on. Yeah, is this a poem or a manifesto? No, but <laughs> that's what I'm saying. But I, I mean, it's crazy how Strowman has the same mindset that he currently has and it's like the same you know uh you know where he says like I'm, i've been on that wave forever and he's like always oh, like overly yes. confident like, i mean that's a good mm -hmm. mentality to have. i'm sure it's extremely difficult to get on the mound and and do what he does I and mean, he's a tremendously skilled athlete so i think you do need that because it must be hard to like be in a packed stadium and people are booing you or you know and and still like excel at your job so it's good to have that mindset. It's wild that a seventh grader had the same seventh exact grader, mindset yeah. as he has now like as a, a 13 year old. year old. Yeah. Yeah, I know. That's insane. I also, uh, I don't know. I don't know about you if you ever pitched in Little League, but the only time I ever cried during any Little League sport is when I just like didn't make it through the first inning and had to pitch and like hit 18 guys in a row I was walking people left and right and like I was like on the verge of tears in the dugout and it wasn't like the a defensive switch where they just had me go play another position and then they brought that guy back in to pitch it was like a Sam go to the bench <laughs> Sam uh, go home think about, yeah think about what you've done <laughs> so and then my dad came over it was very my dad or my mom I don't remember which parent came over but they they came and consoled me but oh. you know that's that, that's about as bad as it gets up there for see, see I had I I pitched two innings in my career the first Exciting. inning struck out the side the set that's true second inning walked everyone hit a guy mm. <laughs> it was out of control okay, i totally right. lost it so i didn't have the uh the king of the jungle mindset um that marcus stroman had so that's where i messed up man that's where you messed up also uh talk about like flash in the pan is that the <laughs> go from doing the literal best thing you could do to just yeah a sam clark quality pitching mm -hmm. immediately afterwards i'm, I'm mark look. Pryor, baby i got like one good <laughs> year under my belt I hit a friend uh, that was in my gym class and in my middle school, and that was when I was and I just like apologized as he was walking like walking over to first base after I pegged him in the back. So I think that was my lowest of low sports moments. Uh, you know, I I think my highest of high sports moments was two weeks ago as I got the walk off hit. I already told you this in softball. Yes, I'm not trying to bring it up yes. again, but you know, it did no, happen. you are. It's fine. I'm I think my highest of highs is also something I said. Uh, mm, there's probably I got a game winning sack once in Little League football, um, but they gave me credit for a half sack, even though I definitely deserved full, full, full. Why sack. there was someone else loitering near you? I deserved full sack, Brandon. OK, Sam deserves full <laughs> sack. And if you're not going to give him full sack, he's going to get angry. Half sack. What's this? I deserve full sack. Coach, <laughs> coach, where's my full sack? <laughs> uh, Sam, you're going to need to go home. Uh, yeah, I, uh, I deserve full sack. That was up there for the most exciting moments. And then one time I was on a little league team that won the championship. That's cool. And I prematurely ran onto the field and got like, like comically ran, like grabbed by the shirt, by my scruff of my neck and brought back into the dugout. Wait, what do you mean? Like, the, like it was like a fly ball out and like, like I think it was a walk off. And I think I, I don't remember because I can't imagine what other, the other situation would have been other than a walk off. And so I ran to just like jump on him at home plate when the winning run was coming in and I got grabbed and, and told that it was unsportsmanlike. Also, it might not have been a walk off. I don't know. Maybe we just scored the like the run, the like the, the go ahead run. I'm, I'm not entirely sure. But yeah. Mm. What about wow. you? What was your what, what was 
<laughs> wow, thanks, <laughs> Brandon. That was the highlight of my career. I still have. Uh, I still have. Well, I don't know if I have this anymore, but I did have the trophy from that that uh, that season. Still, yeah. not in that's my room a, now, but like, yeah, that's all you have. No, no, it's in your room. I see it. I see it. No, no, stop. Fourth, stop. fourth grade spelling bee, fifth place. <laughs> that's also what you had next. Whoa, time. Sam kind of was a smart guy. No, no, up, I'm I saying guess. that's what uh, you had next to yours. That's what I'm saying. Fifth place, not bad, not bad. Um, that, and then my famous, uh, I, I hit one out of the park and wrecked softball in front of my coworkers and then did like a Tatis jumping catch at shortstop. That was probably it. That's fun. Oh man, you're getting that me excited. Fun. I actually signed us up for the winter season for softball. Uh, being <laughs> incredibly the year, jealous so. that you have a winter season. Yeah. Incredibly sun's jealous. beautiful and sunny Southern California <laughs> all year long. So, uh, yeah. So I've heard Brandon. Well, guess what? It's about to be dark at 4.45 next week, so uh, I'm, I'm oh, feeling like I'm kind of lucky, too. Uh, yeah, what dude, about it's... this Astros? What about the World Series? How oh, you yeah, sorry. <laughs> so we got Charlie Morton. Listen, we... He broke his leg. Yeah, Charlie Morton broke his leg. Also, full disclosure, we didn't really – we kind of last second put this run down together. So this is a little bit of a freeform show. Again, if this is your first time listening to the show, what are you doing? This <laughs> also, is just a preview of the offseason. This is just a preview of the offseason. I completely agree. Um, I ran into our mutual friend Alex Gonzalez at this party on Saturday, though. Never heard of him. Never. <laughs> well, I was once again uh, just absolutely astonished by the kindness of not only Alex, but his girlfriend, who said that she loves 60 second stories, Brandon. That's what about that? Insane. But I know. So, so does Alex out. just like have it in their? I don't know. They live together. They just have, have it in their apartment or what's the deal? I'm assuming that it's like a joint. Yeah, it's like a maybe they're cooking and he or he's cooking or something and it's on because um, if she's going amazing. out of her way to listen to it, like I got about 12,000 other podcasts that, that both of them should be listening that to. Other than this one, so funny. And I also realized 60 second stories. This whole podcast is kind of 60 minute stories. Yeah. You know what I mean, Brandon? <laughs> she's like, wait, that isn't your whole entire hour. <laughs> <laughs> We had more downloads this week than the week previously, though, Brandon, so I don't really know what to attribute that to. That's exciting, huh? It's for hard work and vigor, is what I'd say. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah, it's the it's it's our vigor and it's our, our hard vigor. work, Brandon. I completely agree. All right, get back to the baseball. Did you watch did you watch game five last night? I we're, did. We're, yes. record, we're recording Monday night. Uh the game five was last night, so Duval hit the Grand Slam. I immediately think, okay, Braves are going to the World Series, right? Or yes. excuse me, winning yes. the World Series. Yeah, immediately you think, think that. that. Um, you think they're going to the World Series? Yeah, they're they're on going. Their way. <laughs> they're going to be there. Um, but yeah, Duval hit the Grand Slam um, and off uh, Framber. So <laughs> his first name. Oh, he's great. Fram Framer Framber 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 Framber. Yeah, Framber Valdez. Um, Framber Valdez. Um, who's kind of? I mean, kind of the Astros pitchers have just had a rough go of it in general. Yeah, but dude. we kind of predicted yeah, that really. going into it. I mean, they're pitching their pitching is all about their the big bats, but. Uh, Unfortunately, we're talking Charlie Morton. He would have probably pitched this game if he did not have a broken fibula. You'd think so. Yes, Tucker think. Davidson, the uh, the rookie pitcher, I think he only had six appearances in the majors this year. Uh, you know, he p- pitched well in the first thing. Wheels kind of fell off. I think it was four two, mm-hmm. and they tied yeah. it. Um, and Freddie hit a, 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 a solo yeah. homer. I think it's his first homer in the World Series. Congratulations to Freddie. No one Crushed deserves it more than him. Five for, yeah, I think his longest home run at ever in the history of baseball. Oh, in the history of baseball. <laughs> I must <laughs> have read this that wrong. Um, <laughs> also, I don't think it was uh, Tucker Davidson that was pitching. I think it was Tucker Carlson. <laughs> yeah. You saw, him in that, you saw him in that bow tie up there? <laughs> You rub the bow tie, and then you become a good pitcher. Um, yeah, so Tucker Carlson was on the mound, and then, but yeah, then the wheels totally fell off. The Braves yeah. uh, bullpen, which was a plus, uh, you know, uh, uh, al dente spaghetti, just very good. Hey. Uh, you know, kind of, the wheels kind of fell off. Minter had a rough go of it, walking everyone. Uh, Smiley came in. Uh, yeah, just. Braves could not score after the Freeman homer. They ended up losing 9-5. to five. Disappointing for the Braves fans who obviously wanted to see a World Series victory in their hometown. Yes, they're going to have to go to Houston. And my prediction was, I don't know how you feel Let's about this, it. last week yours. you and I both agreed that we said Braves in seven. Yes. I'm wondering. Are you sticking to it? And I'm worrying for the Braves' behalf. Is the momentum going to flip to Houston now that they're going back to Houston? Because Houston seems to play much better in uh in at their home ballpark not saying cheating but uh they seem to be offensively playing a lot better in houston and i wonder if this momentum is going to be able to flip to houston now now with that being said you have to like the pitching matchup that the braves have going 
uh, freed the uh, the Garcia, who's who's the rookie pitcher, who's only on three days mm-hmm. rest for the for the Astros. So, how do you feel about that? Um, I think you're. I think if yeah, that's a really tough question because the Astros have to win the next two. So, like, they have to go to Houston, win, and then what? Wednesday is that? Wednesday what, they just fly right back to Atlanta and do Game Seven. No, no, Game Seven um, would be in Houston. I thought it was going to be in, in Atlanta. Six, it's seven, not the Houston. one one one. Um Well, smart baseball podcast. Um, yes, I I mean that's really hard. That's really hard. You got to hope that the the Braves pitching just steps up. It's Freed. You said tomorrow. Freed. Who's had a rough go of it? I mean, he had that bad game five against the Dodgers, and he was not too sharp in game two either in Houston. So yeah, I don't know, man. But also they kind of used all of their like mediocre bullpen pieces last game so they're that's like, true yeah their higher quality bullpen arms will be coming out tomorrow and wednesday they'll be totally fresh um, too because then they'll have two days two full days two full rest. days rest yeah so you might see our matt six back again you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. our will smith's back again yep. um so yeah i don't know man i still feel good about our braves in seven if we're being honest i think i i, I think uh i think we're gonna get seven games though i know trevor pluth uh on the podcast the talking baseball podcast yep. was Preseason predicted Braves Astros Braves in six, wow. which is like that's amazing. Uh, yeah, burn them on the stake if the Braves win tomorrow. <laughs> but yeah. um, I, uh, I I think it's still going to be Braves in seven. I still feel like the the Braves are the are a more complete team, and that that uh that roster is just uh, from from like a pitching perspective exclusively just an, an entirely better team. Um, yeah. and, and Yimmy Garcia hasn't melted down yet. We're still waiting for a Yimmy Garcia meltdown in, uh, in Houston, <laughs> the former, uh, former Marlin who consistently. Blew That's games right. We just need, uh, to get our Mets and Marlins involved. We just need Yimmy Garcia to give up a home run to Darno that gives the Braves the lead. And then it's a full on yes. Mets Marlins fest. Um, yes, but yes, I, uh, I mean, I still favor the Braves pitching and, you know, Max Fried has shown in the past that he can be a big game pitcher, whatever that means to you. Uh, but the last two games hopefully he's used that to kind of work on uh his release point because i know that was the big issue because he, he, he was being too like uh uh i guess you know his adrenaline was going a little uh a little fast so i think he uh he was his release point was a little messed up from what i read at least uh in uh in los angeles it was so wild okay yeah um so yeah so we'll see it's all about the pitching um a game seven though i guess it would be what anderson versus uh Urquidy, say say his last name. Anderson versus Urquidy, yes. Yeah, yeah. So, and I mean, Ian Anderson is just uh, is great. I love Ian Anderson. Fantastic. Um, yeah. I was actually reading. I don't know if you read. I think it was like an, an athletic piece on him that he's like an a, athletic. An athletic. I know, you know I did it French. The, an athletic. You know what they call the uh, the publication that writes about us? What? Unathletic. Oh <laughs> no! This guy said he's going to do it one segment. He's doing eight <laughs> segments today about bad jokes. Uh, yeah. So totally, I don't know if yeah. you saw, but Anderson was like, "Oh, I'm a." He's like a sixty-year-old man in like a twenty-three-year-old's oh body. God. That's very funny. Um, That's very funny. And also, do you see the little wine club they have? I think Anderson's no. the chancellor of. Yes, they have like a little like I forgot what they call it. Burgundy boys. Uh, Great name. Burgundy Great boys. Name. Him. Uh, I think Peterson. Duvy. I'm not sure who else is in it, but uh, Swanson is Dan Swanson's in there. Good call. Yeah. So it's it's the proper white boys that are (laughs) that are in it clearly. Um, But yeah, they had like, I think after um, Anderson's last start, they had like a thousand dollar bottle of wine. Um, But yeah, so keep an eye for the Burgundy boys. Uh, Yeah. So I I, I prefer the Braves pitching, of course. I mean, none of the Braves starters have been that solid uh, throughout this run, but it's all been all about the offense. So can't can't uh, uh, count out those guys, but uh, hey, the Nationals beat Houston at home. That's in true. World Series, That's so true. it can happen again. I I heard a stat that no no team has won the World Series at, at their home ballpark since 2013. Isn't that wild? What? That's crazy. Yeah, yeah. It's so long. That's so many years of away teams winning World Series. The one thing that always uh, not upset me, but I when the when the Red Sox won the World Series for the first time, it kind of sucked that they were in St. Louis, and then when they won. In was it 2007? They went after that. Yes, uh, they were in Colorado, and I was like, "Oh, that always sucks that they were not." I think they were in Fenway in one of their 2010s uh, yeah. victories, but I was like, "That that's always a bummer that they never won at Fenway for the first because that would have been you know even more magical." But um, and and the Cubs, uh, the Cubs, Cleveland won the 2016 World Series in Cleveland too. Yep, yep, yep yeah. Yep. So that's a shame. 
Um, but yeah, dude, very excited for this. Should be fun. I was doing the double screen yesterday. I was watching the Braves Astros game, and then I was also watching the new episode of Succession. Yes, I didn't um, watch se- episode three yet. I watched season two last night because I'm a week behind. But uh, I will do three oh, maybe tonight. Wait, season two or episode? Excuse two? me, episode two of season three. Okay, episode three is the best episode of the season so far. Ooh, okay, very very. I'm very excited. I'm not going to give spoilers. Obviously, I'm going to watch it. It's very funny. Uh, there's a good Nirvana moment. So okay. no spoilers. Kurt Cobain comes Nirvana back moment. to life. He <laughs> <laughs> they did the uh, you know how Kanye made like a projection of Kim Kardashian's dead father to like get oh to her yeah on her that was birthday. the worst thing I've ever seen yeah they did that for uh, for yeah Kurt Cobain they brought Kurt Cobain <laughs> back to life <laughs> in a hologram <laughs> he's like uh, uh, Kendall's like we're gonna do a festival <laughs> we're gonna get holograms we're gonna be the best music fan. I don't know he sounds like Trump yeah he's but, Trump uh, now what's he's going a little on? Trumpy. He's liberal Trump. He's saying you're canceled. <laughs> Lib Trump. Uh, he is a little Trumpy. Uh, they're all a little Trumpy, though. They're all just like those that level of, of money. Mm-hmm. I think will always corrupt Brandon. I'll say it. Uh, but I was, uh, uh, what was I going to say? Yeah, I was double, doing the double screen, trying to keep up with the game, trying to also keep up with succession. Mm-hmm. I think I did a good job. I think I did a good I job. I think you did, too. Um, so, f- so final, so we're saying <laughs> Braves you, in seven it. still? That we're still saying that? So we're saying free, yes, free loses Braves... game six? Hmm. Yeah, I think he does. Okay. I think he does, Brandon. So the struggles continue, and then Anderson versus Keedy, game seven. Anderson squeaks it out. I think he doesn't squeak it out. I think it's a dominating victory. Dominating. See, you know what's prediction. funny? I, I'm referring to the starters being the deciding factor, but as we know yeah. and as we learn in this playoffs, that's bullshit. Like, yeah, Anderson could pitch like three scoreless. Like he, oh, we didn't even mention this, how he went five no-hit innings. Yeah, yeah. And they pulled him and now, with 76 yeah. and pitches, I think. Um which is yeah, you got to keep. Which is like I think it's uh, it's the right move. It's upsetting, you know. There's not gonna be any Don Larson action, but you know. Well, that's a goddamn shame, Brandon. Yeah, yeah I know much um, you love Don Larson action, so. <laughs> I love Don Larson action. On getdialedinmen.com. Yeah. <laughs> no, stop. I've never been on getdialedinmen.com, Brandon. What have you been on my laptop recently? <laughs> Um, what was I going to say? All right. Yeah. I say Braves in seven. Uh, I was famously right about the prediction yep. uh, for the last series. So as as the as our honorary psychic, I think that I'm feeling good about this one, too. I love it. Um, OK, yeah. let's stick to it. Uh, before we get into not World Series talk, I'm going to say cool, fun fact I saw on Twitter. I wish I remembered who posted it or where it came from. But did you know the Braves won 44 games in the first half of the season and 44 in the second half? 44 happens to be. One Mr. Henry Aaron's number. Whoa. So if they win the World Whoa. Series in the year that Hank passed and won 44 in the first and 44 in the second half, that's cool. Baseball's magic. Cool. Baseball's magic. Sports are magic. We, we yeah, we confirmed. Yeah. Uh, put, we, I know we were talking about putting Trevor Plouffe up on the stake and burning him because he's a witch. Put the sport up on the stake and burn him if, it's, uh, if that's what happens. Hey, you know what Manfred I mean? Manfred would like that, wouldn't he? He hates baseball. Oh. I know we talked about this last week, but we're really we're really screwed if they go on strike, huh? <laughs> it's going to be a lot of those accents and a lot of your jokes, yeah. <laughs> your yeah, one line yeah. jokes. I'm, we're going to be doing be... basically like a, a cat skills style comedy, just <laughs> <laughs> just seventies yeah. cat skills. Just there's there's going to be a proverb, prover, proverbial hook pulling us off the stage. God, it, it would have been better if I could have spit, spit that out all at once, you know. Proverbial. proverbial. That's what we're going to change the name of this podcast to proverbial hook. And <laughs> yeah, we're I mean, just yeah, it's that's... just going to be uh, we're just going to be it's that's just basically just uh, John Mulaney and Nick Kroll's uh, too much tuna. <laughs> what is the thing? <laughs> yeah, that's pretty similar. Uh, who's gonna who's gonna who's gonna tell them? Um, all right, Brandon, moving along. I've been a very bad host this week or co-host. I've just been kind of truly rambling, but we got 60 second stories. If you're new to this podcast and feel like you haven't got enough nonsense yet and you're a big dumb moron, you don't know what it is. Brandon and I will both be telling a story that is 60 seconds in length and then beating a strong timer at the end that'll allow us to continue to finish the story. Brandon, how are you feeling? You're feeling good to go? No, you know, I'm going to kind of wing it. Going to be honest. Going to wing it. Do you want me to go first? Yeah, you, you go first. Time? You go first. Okay. All right. Do you see the two options up on the on the, on the the rundown right now? There's two stories that I can tell. Actually, I'm going to tell, tell you what. <laughs> you can pick it. Yes, you can pick it. Okay. I would like to see. Actually. No. 
I'm going to pick the first one. <laughs> I'll tell the other. The other one is just uh, Chipotle was very busy. Um, <laughs> the other one, I, it was like I yesterday was they did. <laughs> listen, I'm, I'm doing my best over here, okay? Uh, I uh, I went to Chipotle on Halloween yesterday because they did the burrito special or the $5 burritos, and I went in, and it was just the, the most miserable experience. My, like orders from an hour and a half previous hadn't been made mm-hmm. yet, and I had to just like go up there and really, you know. <laughs> but the burritos were made by a scarecrow. It was the saddest thing too. I was like, you guys are not getting, you guys are getting paid minimum wage by like a billion dollar company just because <laughs> they decided to do like $5 burritos and ruin your entire Halloween. Like you're working on the Halloween and now you're doing that. Yeah, it just felt so bad. Um, I said, hey, thank you so much. I made eye contact with all, thank you, thank you. You know, did the try to make you slipped myself him a $5. You put it in their hand, go, thank you, thank you, thank you. Yeah, I was you. like, here, yeah, quarter for you, quarter for you. <laughs> <laughs> Especially dinner. But all right, Brandon, you ready for my story? Yeah, I'd love to hear it. All right, NOA. We go. I did uh, a night court. I had night court this uh, this last uh, weekday. I'm not. I tried being a little bit more general. And uh, part of p- part of night court is that you have a supervisor. When there's like a supervising attorney that's got, doing over the trial attorneys, and then there's like a there's like a a clerk, and then there's me, the paralegal, um, hanging out, chilling. And I got talking to the supervisor, and I was like talking to him about sports. He comes up, and we're like talking for a while. I'm, I'm I'll, I'll, he'll remain nameless, but. Um, I was like, yeah, I was talking. I was like, we're reading baseball articles and football and basketball stuff on my on my uh, my laptop because I was bored. He comes up and he's like, oh, I'll be talking about sports for a while. Um, and he goes, uh, so what do you think is going to happen first? Ben Simmons is going to shoot a shot in Philly or Kyrie is going to play again for the Nets? And I was like, I know I'm going to love this guy. That's my kind of question. Sign me up, baby. Um, and we're talking and he sees that I'm reading The Ringer. And he's like, oh, you know, you like The Ringer. And I was like, yeah. And he's like, you know, one of my best friends works was like been working for The Ringer for a long time. And I was like, oh, no way. He's like, yeah, he's got a couple gambling podcasts. Got... And it turns out that his best childhood friend is Cousin Sal. <laughs> I don't know if you're familiar with who Cousin Sal is. He's like Wait, the Jimmy, Jimmy Kimmel Kimmel's, guy. Yeah, he. I mean, he was one of the producers on the Mets documentary, the Once Upon a Time in Queens. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah, he's a big That's Mets fan. Cool. Um, and he's like best friends with them. Went went to uh, his fiftieth birthday party with like Jimmy Kimmel and Bill Simmons and cousin Sal, and was like hanging out with all of them. And it was yeah, it sounded like he just had stories and stories and stories. It was so cool. Um, there's a second part of that story. We go to uh, there's only we we work in a the in the courts at night so like we had to go to uh, we're pretty much left to Chinatown or Little Italy if you want to eat food that's walkable um, and we get released for dinner we go to this place called Danico's it's just like a Little Italy you know tourist trap mm-hmm. uh, Italian restaurant we get some we get some decent food we take off um, and I was going on YouTube today and I realized that uh, uh, the actors who play Bobby Bacala. And uh, and Michael, not Michael, Christopher. Sorry, Christopher yeah. on uh, on the Sopranos are like doing a book book tour and did an interview with Eli Manning at the restaurant that we ate at. <laughs> it was like the two <laughs> actors and Eli Manning just shooting the shit at uh, at uh, at Danico's. Well, I, I thought, thought their podcast is about the Sopranos. Why is Eli Manning on there? So it was a New York Giants YouTube account. It was like the team sponsored YouTube account, and they were promoting a book that they co-wrote, like in addition to the podcast they did called uh, "Woke Up This Morning," which is a pretty good name for a Sopranos. That's funny. Um, and uh, and yeah, we're just like promoting the pod slash being like, you know, being an act in audition isn't that different from making auditioning for teams. Am I right, Eli? <laughs> just like doing like just He's the like, worst well, fucking. I don't, I don't know. <sighs> Another weird thing that the people are making Eli like an on-camera personality now, despite all signs pointing to him being bad. Because he was always <laughs> worse than Peyton across the board. He was always yes. not notoriously. Not, he was always the the kind of nervous-looking one. Like he was, mm-hmm. he's kind of better looking than Peyton. So I think that maybe is how he got the interesting. Yeah, I think Peyton he is. Does all, Peyton always looked like forty-five years old. Like he's got he that big old forehead, huge forehead. Um, I uh, one of the one of the bands that I went on tour with the bus driver for uh, for our tour bus used to t- tour with Tim McGraw full time. That was like his his na- normal gig, and he would do side gigs on the side when he wanted to make some extra money. And uh, he was telling us a story about one time Peyton and Eli came on the tour bus to hang out with Tim, and that Peyton was like the most charismatic, gregarious guy, and Eli was just like a quiet dork the whole time. He's like, "Where's the buffet at? <laughs> uh, I was promised orange chicken. <laughs> hey, wh- where's the where's this food from? They're like Panda Express. Oh, I've never." <laughs> had it like this before mm, this must be authentic authentic <laughs> chinese food you know we're making <laughs> we're gonna say yeah yeah we're gonna say the same thing yeah we're making fun of a guy who grew up in like one of the most or played for 12 years in like new york City. <laughs> yeah and also probably. was probably very affluent because his dad was a famous nfl player too yes yeah um, yeah um, you know what's weird speaking of panda express i saw today and i'll get into my story this is not my story i saw in la somewhere when i was driving this weekend a the, a panda express was called panda and tea 
Whoa, what? I don't know. It was the logo. It had the panda and said panda plus sign T-E-A. It's not the Burbank one? It wasn't not the Burbank. one by the somewhere, I don't know. I can't remember where it was. I think it was somewhere in like uh, deep Hollywood sort of. I think it was when okay, I was going to the Stroke okay. Show actually. Um, oh, nice. Very but, weird. Maybe they're promoting something or something. It's like a, But no, it was a full-on sign. Like they, they made it. It's attached to the building. But do you remember when IHOP went to IHOB? Yeah, but that? they didn't change the name on like the signs, did I they? I think they changed the signs in the branding. Really? That's expensive. Yeah. What did that International House of Burgers? Is that what it turned out to be a fucking dumb idea? All I remember is I was in a UCB sketch class and I did a sketch that was basically what if they did an Apple iPhone reveal for iHob? And <laughs> okay, for some yeah. reason that the, no one in my class got the news that iHob happened. So everyone's like, what's what? iHob though? And I was like, I'm the only one. Oh, I was the only person. I thought the sketch was funny. So That sucks. That sucks. Is that your 60 second story? Nah. No, you got one? Do you <laughs> yeah, got one yeah, on the dumbbell? Okay, all right, all right. You ready? Yeah. And away. We go. go. Uh, so we were talking earlier about Little League. Um, I had a recollection that I, when I first joined Little League, you know, you sign up. You don't pick your team normally, at least in, in the, the league I was in as a, as a child, as like an eight-year-old yeah, or something. Yeah. Um, so I was excited to find out that I was drafted or I was selected by none other than the New York Mets, the Mets Little League team. So I was obviously That's I was exciting. a Mets fan. Very exciting. That's great. So we get there first practice. Um, it goes fine. I'm a little nervous. I probably threw up uh, threw up uh, my spaghetti beforehand, but uh, that's <laughs> not spaghetti. a fucking M&M reference, but that's legitimately what happened. Um, so yeah, so we have a, a full hour or so of, of practice. And uh, at the end, the coach goes, all right, everybody, let's get together and pray. And they're like, dear Jesus. What? And they do a Jesus. What? This is public uh, little league in Florida. Um, and, and Florida. obviously my family's Jewish and they are like, Oh, you're not going to be on the Christian Mets." So they pulled me from the Christian <laughs> Mets, and I ended up on the Tampa Bay Rays that were no bullshit, no religion. So, oh, that's um, so funny. So that's the Christian Mets. That's a great, yeah. that's a great story. Um, I, that same band that I was telling you about, um, that had the Tim McGraw bus driver before we left on tour, the, uh, I was like 19 at the time. And some of the kids in the band were like 16 and 18. And so their parents came with them or a parent was there. And before we left, they made us all do this big group prayer thing. And I was like, I don't, this isn't really my jam. And I almost got, <laughs> I almost got kicked off the tour for not being religious. See the Christian country Which tour. Which is illegal, but you know, I don't think they're falling. <laughs> the Christian country tour makes more sense than the Christian eight-year-old Little League. That's true. <laughs> That's true. It wasn't country music. It was just like really bad Disney pop music. But, oh, sure. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. But still, you know, what are you going to do? Did you know I almost went on tour with Kenny Chesney, not as a musician. I went on tour almost as like helping with catering. <laughs> Dude, no way. I had this no is... clue. I I was doing I was doing like merch stuff and and, and like i know you really did merch stuff, yeah. my, my i didn't stuff do it yeah. though it was like my dad had a friend he's like does he do you want to do like catering and i was like i don't want to go on tour it would have been i'm sure a fun experience i would have <laughs> yeah. had a million stories i would have had 60 second stories every week but uh yeah i didn't do that that's the first time i've had to d- dig into the well of uh old band tour stuff for a for a story but um, that's true and i guess it wasn't even for my 60 second stories i guess it was just for me to ruin a good story i could have told but you know what are you gonna do brandon hey great stories um, all around all right we're kind of we're kind of going long i was like we got to do a short podcast this week we can do an hour still keep it like hope we can do an hour so what where are we at on the time where, where are we at on like your time? 53 minutes okay we're doing good that's good all right should we go to our uh only segment that has a has an intro oh yeah let's the drama do we The Degrama of the Week is, of course, big dingers. That's right. We're not picking a particular player, but there were some big dingers in this Braves-Astros yeah. World Series, especially on the Braves side. Uh, you got the back-to-back in Game 4 of Swanson-Solaire, mm-hmm. um, which I think was... was mm-hmm. uh, I can't remember the exact stat on it, but I think it was the first time since a uh, the 65 World Series, I believe it was, where, the, where uh, teammates went back-to-back to give their team the lead in the World Series. Um Interesting. Very cool. Freddie Freeman, as we talked about, had the biggest home run in the history of baseball, is what Sam said. Um, yes, and the then, longest home run. <laughs> the longest home run ever. It was like the na- beyond the, the natural. Um, and then the Adam Duvall Grand Slam. <laughs> so just fun, big home runs that you, you don't always see in, in a World Series every year. So big dingers is the ground of the week. And, you know, we got one or two games left. Let's see some more big dingers. Let's see some more big dingers. Also, we stayed true to our podcast theme and only named Braves home runs there. Yeah, we're, I, we're not paying attention to the Astros, except Dusty Baker. You know I like his toothpick. <laughs> we, 
We love Dusty Baker. How does? Do you think Dusty Baker still has a toothpick in his mouth when he's wearing a mask over his face? No, I don't. I think he's. Uh, that's probably also not the most sanitary thing with COVID, and he's obviously very mm-hmm. safe because he's an older gentleman and he's had some health issues. So he's got the gloves, man. He's he's rocking the I mask know. most of the time. He wasn't wearing a mask. Uh, I saw for some reason in last night's game, at least for at some point. Um, but no, I don't. I think the toothpicks retired because of COVID. That's sad. I uh, I walked through an anti-mask uh, or anti-vaccine mandate uh, protest going to court the other day, and it was like the funniest, saddest thing I've ever seen I in my entire it. life. Um, it was great. I had an Uber. We loved I also had an Uber driver this week. There's a quick story. Uh, we got we got in the Uber to the party on Saturday, and uh, and uh, he was like, uh, there was four of us, and then and uh, and then the Uber driver was like, uh, uh, he was like. Uh, oh, don't worry about the mask. He he was he was like, I don't care about that shit. And we're like, oh, oh. He's like, oh. Uh, my roommate Eric was like, oh, okay, like, uh, like we're vaxxed and everything. He's like, oh, I don't care. He's like, I've had it twice. He's like, I had Whoa. normal COVID and I had Delta and uh, I got pneumonia as well both times. And he's like, you know what the key to being it is? Health and fitness. <laughs> what the fuck? Yeah. Oh my so god. So we're sitting That's there like a- and I paid for it. So I'm like, should I give this guy a? A five star, but I'm too nice, and he was nice, and yeah. he got certain times. So I was like, I'm gonna give him a five star, yeah. but I want to be like one star, fuck off. But <laughs> yeah. unbelievable! That's that guy's playing with fire. Yeah, twice. You like if you were this fucker had yeah. the epsilon variant. What the hell? <laughs> <laughs> He's making up variants. Yeah. He had the Uber variant, Brandon. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, damn, that's insane. That's insane. Well, uh, I guess give it up to for big dingers and give it up to bad Uber drivers. Um, you want to do our feast or famine? We can do. Uh, we got some feature future fans here. What are you feeling? We can, we forgot the plugs last week. Let's too, let's do a group. A we got a group feast or famine. Um, I got two. Let's I'm going that. to add a division for our feast today. Bob Melvin, legendary manager, Oakland Athletics manager yes. for 11 years. Seems like the A's are going to do a bit of a fire sale. And they let Melvin walk after picking up his option too. Um, he's going to the Padres, so I think the Padres. You know, to use a cliche, a they're going to be them. able to bring it to the next level. Yeah, because it they're seemed be like able to tap into some potential. Exactly, because it seemed like Jace Tingler was maybe not well liked and not uh, didn't have the experience to manage a team like that. So Melvin coming in, I think the Padres will have a nice year next year. Good for them. Good for Mr. Melvin. I'm upset the Mets couldn't nab him, but they have other things to worry about. Um, it really means that the right the writing is on the wall for the for the A's though. Like you got to assume Matt Chapman and Matt Olson might be going out of town. Dude, right? I hope I would love for the Mets to pick up Matt Chapman. That would be. Amazing, but I don't know if they have the prospect depth mm, for that. Mm, I don't like that. What a defensive <laughs> middle, like what a defensive infield you'd have with the exception of Pete Alonso, though. Jesus, yeah, Pete does okay though. He's average. He does okay. Yeah, you uh, just don't like Pete. Okay, you just Brandon. don't like a. You don't like a thick boy. It's fine. Um, I, no, I told you I got offended when I got called Pete Alonso at the softball game, and they were like, "It's a compliment." And I was like, "It's not a compliment." It's not no, a compliment. It's a compliment. Well, if you're saying if it was looks wise, you probably wouldn't be happy, but you don't look like him. No, I don't look like him. Thank okay. God that okay. UF garbage. I'll say this. I'll say this. <laughs> if someone said to you, hey, look, there he is, Brian Anderson. Would you prefer that because of his looks but versus talent or Pete versus looks versus uh, talent? I mean, talking Brian about Anderson you- at this point is just like the – no, please finish. Please I would finish. say they're talking Our about inter- – Your internet connection is absolute garbage right now. We're struggling. <laughs> okay. They're talking about your offensive skills. Hmm. Okay, offensive skills, then yeah, because Brian Anderson's a pretty great defender over at third base, but offensively he's been pretty bad. But as far as like, um, I don't know, he's like the definition of a replace. Like he is like middle. Uh, you want to be Pete tier. Alonso? Just say it. It's fine. <laughs> no, I don't. Brandon, I don't want to be Pete Alonso. Get out of here with this. I can't accept that I would be a Met. No, I say no. I put my foot down. My, our famine of the week, Brandon. Not gonna let you. Not even gonna let you get in a, get into a word. Otherwise, on this one, our famine of the week is uh is the Trump at the Braves uh, Astros World Series game, and maybe the worst chop in the entire world. I, I think even Julian Casablancas would agree that it was the worst chop in the world. Oh, I agree. I'd agree. I think if he if this happened before the the concert I went to, he would have been like Trump doing the chop, like hundred percent. Would have referenced it bad, and also he did. They did <laughs> yeah, absolutely. the. They did the stand-up to cancer thing, and did you see he wrote on there all Americans when clearly the stand-up to cancer thing is supposed to be uh, oh my a, God. a person that you know or people that you know that uh, have died or, or are ill with cancer? That's insane. I did not see that. That's so on brand. He's just incredibly consistent with his brand, which, you know, there's a little bit of respect added to that, which yeah. is... Oh, yeah, that's bad. Also, just only Americans in baseball, one of the most international sports, just immediately alienate like half of the players in the league. But okay. 
Uh, we got some feature feature fans. Uh, we're sticking with the Braves, Braves land because of the World Series. We got at Max Freed Stash. Uh, I think that their actual name on Twitter now is World Series Champion Max Freed Stash or something like that. <laughs> okay, um, all right, like that. We I like that. Got also we got a mom. We got at Braves Dugout Mom. And then we got uh, yes, look, we got a Nick Saban and a Brian Snicker fan. We got at Bama underscore Braves girl. Uh, we like your stuff. We like your Braves love. So I hope you like us too. We uh, you picked an interesting episode. <laughs> we do our feature feature fans on every episode, but this is an, it's been an especially interesting one because of uh, been a little all over the place here. I think we normally bat at around like forty percent baseball, thirty five to forty percent baseball, and this is probably close to like a twenty to twenty five percent baseball if I had to guess. Yeah, whose batting average do we have on baseball in this one? Ooh, I mean, a little Alex Jackson action. This game, That's <laughs> this good. game hitting I a like cool, that. like, one night. On pre-season, or off-season, though, we're going to be the Isan Diaz's of, of baseball podcasts. <laughs> I love it. Um, yeah, that's all we got. Hey, we're at an hour. Hey, listen, we're at an hour. My internet is barely holding on by a thread here. I'm going to have to be doing some editing magic. So if it sounds a little weird to all the listeners out there, <laughs> that's, uh, <laughs> that's because I did a bad job of editing it. So, you know, that's on me, Brandon. Plug your yeah, plug your dumb Twitter account, dude. <laughs> <laughs> you can follow my dumb Twitter at Brando Grosso, uh, and you can follow our podcast at NL Feast. Yes, right, correct. And also, yours I, I should is... check. Mine is at NL Feast Sam at NL Feast Sam. Please email us nlfeastpod at gmail dot com. I just checked again; we don't have a single email. This is getting out of control, Brandon. <laughs> Jeez, someone um, talk to us. Please, someone act like you care about us out there. What about Alex and his girl? I feel bad. I, I keep calling her and his girlfriend. But I think that, like, just in the, the, the social interactions of the party, I don't even know if I caught her name. So um, shout out to Alex, Alex and his girlfriend. So thanks for listening. <laughs> Send us an email, please. We're dying over here. <laughs> um, I think that does it, though, Brandon. Anything else? Any last words before we get on out of here? Uh, hey, enjoy the last week of the World Series. And uh, bye-bye. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.